0: Welcome to the 2 C R Book Club, where every week we open up a new book and help you discover something to read, no matter what you taste. Here's Andrew and Alex.
1: It's Cyber Book Club. Andrew's here. How are you, Andrew? Are you well?
0: I am really great, Alex. How are you?
1: I'm very well. I'm excited to be back again.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and last last time I told you, you know, we we set up this whole thing where you were you sort of liked your thriller mystery type of book. And I was like, yeah, I'll bring in a whole bunch for you. And then I said, this year, it'll be a bit different. We're going to move around a bit. All right, so today I brought you a bit of a thriller mystery. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> Yes, you did. You know what I like.
0: Yeah, so today I've got a new novel by J.P. Pomare. Uh, now, J.P. Pomare's first novel, Call Me Evie, won the Nio Marsh Award for Best First Novel in 2019, establishing him as a thrilling storyteller. And so today I've brought in his follow-up. It's called In the Clearing. So it's a novel. Um, it brought to life for me... This often invoked cliché of the page-turner.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like considering you're a book man, that kind of cliché you probably, like, stride away from,
0: but... Uh, well, it's just it's just so few books are page-turners, and not in a bad way. Like, I mean, I love just feeling compelled to keep going with a book, but sometimes it's nice to sit and think. Sometimes, mm. I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to put you down for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to think about what you're telling me. Now, In the Clearing has managed to do both. So it weaves the twin narratives of Amy and Freya. Amy lives in the clearing with her brothers and sisters. As the novel opens, she's embarking on a mission to steal a young girl on her way home from school and deliver her to the clearing to fulfil her mother's wish to complete a family of 12 perfect children. Freya lives in a house in the woods. She craves seclusion, but when she hears news of a child's abduction, it raises her alarms and she immediately fears for her own child's safety. Now, In the Clearing is based loosely on the true story of the family, uh, a cult that operated in Victoria through the 60s until it was raided by police in 1987, following information from two children who'd escaped. The family were led by a charismatic female guru who gathered children around her, forcing them into compliance that included dressing the same and dyeing their hair platinum blonde. The children were subjected to violence and starvation to brainwash them into remaining loyal to their leader. And so... The, in the Clearing is based sort of loosely on this, this sort of very horrific uh, and and sort of media-sensational story. Pomari's cult are based in a place that is called The Clearing, and through Amy's diaries and narrative, we learn about their charismatic mother who binds them together with the calling, protect the mother— Amy's story unfolds from the kidnapping of a young girl called Sarah, and we watch as Amy begins to question her role in the clearing and what obedience to her mother truly means. Freya is a yoga teacher in a small town that does not know her secret. She lives by a river in the bush and in constant anxiety for her son's safety, fearful that his father may return.
1: Oh, so it's like a double mystery. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not
1: saying anything. <laughs> there are so many,
0: th- there are so many things to say about in the clearing, and it's worth reiterating that this is a compelling page turner. I went back and I reread the beginning of the book to prepare for a conversation that I'm actually going to be doing with JP Pamari. So uh, tune in to Final Draft; it's coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, and it was only—did oh, I mention that's on uh, 10 a.m. on Saturday and 6:30 on Wednesday night? <laughs> I always forget whether I say that. <laughs> So I went back and I was rereading, preparing for my conversation, and it was only on this second pass that I realized all the subtle hints and nods that Pomare drops to keep you beguiled and to hook you in. So here is an an author that's interested in the human psyche, and while it's clear on the page and in his investigation of the cult, it's also clear that J.P. Pomare wants to explore the ways we, as a reader, interact with stories and invert our understanding of what it means to know a story. I mean... On the second reading through, I was just like, you, you were manipulating me. <laughs> you were doing <laughs> How all dare
1: these. dare you?
0: There were all these tiny things at a subconscious level that just are, are creating this world that you just need to keep discovering. In the clearing, having said that, is a tricky novel to work out. At a certain point, you realize that what you're reading is in fact a mystery and that you as a reader have been given clues. But were you paying attention? the book also engages with the nature of and our commitment to belief the clearing is a place and a belief but it extends out pervading the society it operates in and uh, i mean this is this is again true to the source material where it was suggested that sort of the pseudo religious nature of the family extended into society and they had people planted in the in the oh, police wow. and in in positions of power um when the, when the events of the family were revealed in the 80s and the 90s, perhaps it was possible to see them as outliers from society, you know, sort of kind of operating on the fringes. Now, though, we live in a world where belief in all manner of systems seems to polarize people, and we struggle to find common ground with our ideological, ideological opposites. Truthfully, I'm still thinking about the events of In the Clearing and how they relate to our world. Belief is something that many of us struggle to reconcile. With religious observation on the decline on one hand but an anv- evangelical prime minister on the other and a media landscape that's not afraid to obfuscate. We live in a world that offers too much and not enough to believe in. So in these circumstances it is helpful to explore the nature of belief a little more and what a book to do it with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that you were talking about that you felt like you were being manipulated by the author and for someone like you who is so invested in authors yeah. and books and reads so much, it must have been so like funny to go back and read a be like like, excuse me? Hello?
0: So you might remember our conversation last week uh, where I talked about this idea of the unreliable narrator. Narrator, yes, yes. And... To what extent in that book we were actually looking at the way uh, our, our own mental health and, and well-being makes us all unreliable narrators until we kind of start connecting with people and get this this whole vision of the world. Again, we have this idea of the unreliable narrator being tested and teased and, and we really have to start to question things. It's hard, but it's such <laughs> it's such a good way to read and it is such a good way to live because you are constantly engaged with your world. And, I mean, thank you, J.P. Pamari. I don't mean to suggest he was manipulating me in a bad way. He was doing all the right good things that an author <laughs> should do to manipulate me.
1: Well, I think we'll leave it on that. Andrew, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, uh, Have Alex. a wonderful week and we'll catch you next time. I will
0: be back with more books. That's it for this episode of the 2SER Book Club. The 2SER Book Club records on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at 2SER's Broadway Studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Alex James and Andrew Popel. If you want more books from 2SER, why not check out the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast or the Death of the Reader podcast. You'll find those and other great 2SER podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. My name is Andrew Popel, and I will be back with more books for you on 2SER next time. Till then, happy reading.